Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show. I am Chris Graham, and uh, it's uh, Tuesday. We're going to talk some NASCAR news with Rod Mullins, who covers NASCAR for Augusta Free Press. And Rod, we have uh, uh, the, the f- finale of the uh, the Watkins, Watkins Glen race, a lot of rain, some, some weather issues on Sunday. Finally got it all in, and Kyle Larson with the win. And I guess you could almost say also Chase Elliott sort of got a win as well, clinching a regular yeah. season championship. Uh, but Larson gets the win, and we still have one more race to go, and uh, there could be a 16th winner. So a lot of, lot of storylines coming out of this one. Yeah, we're still back to the scratching our head part and still trying to figure out who is going to win this thing or who's going to win the final spot or who's going to get locked in. Um, you know, I think it's it's one of those races that we went to, that we watched and we were able to see that for an hour and 40 minutes, NASCAR did not go and put the cars out on the track, even though they had rain tires. Even though they had the windshield wiper there, the front that they have on the uh, the front windshield, uh, NASCAR did not put them out on the track, which I kind of understand because after seeing the track from different perspectives and some of the announcers talking about it, there was standing water in places and there was water that was overflowing into the track and they finally got that out and when they noticed that the uh, the front was moving out, uh, they got out there with the jet dryers and they started moving that stuff quick and you know, it wasn't long before they put them out there and they started letting them run and it ended up being a, a very exciting race there for a while. We thought that chase Elliott was going to win this thing. He was going to just run away with it. And then out of nowhere, one of the restarts, especially there closer to the end, Kyle Larson makes what's considered to be one of the most controversial moves. There are people that have been up in arms over it. And you can say it's rightly the chase Elliott fans that have been there have been saying that, you know, he didn't race him fair. He didn't race him the way that a teammate is supposed to race him. Uh, you know, Kyle Larson, on the other hand, he says, you know, I made a move. I'm not very proud of it, but I wanted to win. I'm in a position to win, and that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, Bob Pockris from Fox Sports had even put a poll on the other night, and some of the comments had been, you know, stopped kind of stirring up problems within the Hendrick organization and so forth. And the poll clearly stated they uh, they had a poll that was running and the last time that i saw it was 77 percent gave larson credit for making that move i mean you'd have to make that kind of move especially there late in the race it wasn't a pretty move it wasn't a very nice move especially on a teammate but when you're racing a teammate that's even harder to kind of accept and you know chase elliott um he didn't he didn't complain about it or anything he said Glad to see Hendrick Motorsports in the winter circle. We'll go on, we get ready, and we go on to Bristol. Even though Daytona is coming up next, he said, we're going to Bristol. Don't know why he's doing that. I'm going to find out, but he just kept on two or three times, I think he said it, even during some uh, some pre-race things. He said something about, I can't wait for Bristol, can't wait for Bristol. So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He still finished fourth, and as a result, yeah. with the fourth-place finish, clinched the regular season championship, which mm-hmm. – you know, it's it's nice. It's it's something you, you can you can talk about. But uh, of course, we're all looking towards the end of the season championship as the big one. And so, um, uh, yeah, you and you. So we still have the we still have fifteen winners, uh, right. sixteen spots in the playoff. A a sixteenth winner, uh, a new winner this coming weekend in Daytona, could could uh, drive his way into the playoffs with that win, or you could see uh, if there's a repeat winner. Then the jockeying goes for getting the points. Uh, 
assess where we are with uh, with that side of things because obviously right. a, a new winner that 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 new winner is going to jump into the race uh, to the playoff race there but how, how do things look if there's not a new winner well it it just makes a more jumbled field you know trying to figure out you've got somebody new in there that goes and wins a race but uh <laughs> the way that it's all kind of played out is just nobody knows everybody's in confusion about this whole thing. Uh, you know, I thought for a moment, uh, there after the race, we were coming up with this situation of here is Ryan Blaney and here is Martin Truex jr. Martin Truex jr. Has actually had what three races that have actually been terrible for him that had been bad, but he's still, you know, hovering around that 16th spot to try to get in there. Ryan Blaney, he's not had some very good races here in the last little bit. It's like, it's yours to lose or it's yours to win, whichever one you guys are going to take. And now you've even got some, um, well, some predictions maybe into this thing. Who knows? Eric Almarola could come away with a win. That could put him into the 16th uh, spot, knock the other guys out of it. Uh, Austin Dillon. He's even got a chance at this thing. Um, you know, a win at Daytona, this would this would be, I guess, the um cream of the crop, the creme a la creme that you could find you could have ending this regular season because you've already got the regular season champion in Chase Elliott, like you mentioned. But you know, this race at Daytona, um, you know, I really don't know what to expect out of this race, what's gonna happen in it and all. And, you know, we got news this past week. Speaking of Eric Almarola, um, He's kind of reconsidering the uh, retirement thing. He was going to leave. He was going to leave Stuart Haas Racing, but some way, somehow, somebody has talked him into staying. And of all people that decided they're going to stay with him another year is Smithfield. You know, Smithfield has been with him uh, ever since he was with Richard Petty Motorsports, and he brought them over to Stuart Haas Racing, and they're going to stay one more year with him. So he talks like uh, next year is going to be the year. But that kind of leads us into the next thing we were going to talk about, which I'm going to let you open the question, and that concerns Rowdy, and you're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there actually, there's news with both Bushes, but yeah, let's start with Kyle Bush. What is so so? We've been talking for weeks uh, mm -hmm. about um, uh, his future. <laughs> let's yeah. just say, and he's a volatile one as it is. Seems like he's to a decision point. Yeah, he's to a decision point right now, and I think uh, the presser that happened at uh, Watkins Glen this past weekend showed a very somber Kyle Busch, and he was there, and he says, you know, it is it has weighed on me. I think the quote was, it has hurt me like hell to be able to try to go and to try to, you know, wanting to do this and trying to work this out. I don't know what the, you know, the logistics, what's going on behind the scenes, but from the way it sounds, it's very obvious somebody at Joe Gibbs Racing doesn't want him back anymore. They don't want him there. Um, he, in turn, has kind of seen the writing on the wall, and it's like, well, if this is the way it's going to be, I don't want to be there anymore. But now the question is, who's going to take him? Uh, now that you've got Eric Almarola, who has reaffirmed he's going to be staying with Stuart Haas, that was a seat that was going to come open. Kyle Busch would have considered that seat at one point or another. Who knows what's going to happen? Here's the next one. Um, you know, people were talking about Rick Hendrick possibly getting him back and pulling him back into the Hendrick Motorsports stable. I'm just going to be honest with you. That creates even more of a stink in the horse in the horse farm and the manure and everything because that's just stirring it up that much more. And then you have 
that situation with Kyle Busch looking for a ride. And now the rumor has started and the rumors kind of been circling around that we might see a Kyle Busch, Richard Childress racing team. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, Kyle Busch, he's going to want things his way. Um, he's going to bring sponsorship. He's going to, you know, possibilities of sponsorship. Um, I don't know if that means Richard Childress drops and goes from Chevrolet to Toyota. That's kind of a weird thing. I can't exactly picture that, but anything is possible. But the rumor has it right now that Richard Childress is trying to, as much as he can, force, um, you know, Tyler Reddick out of the seat because he's still upset over that surprise announcement that was, uh, happened early on in the summer saying he was going to 2311 motorsports, uh, at the beginning of the 2024 season. So, uh, you've got a lot of hurt feelings in here all the way around. You've got some, some pride. You've got some different things. People are rubbing that pride right now because it's hurting. Uh, somebody's having to eat a lot of crow somewhere or somebody is, being forced to sit down and say, we got to make some decisions here pretty quick. And Toyota, I think, has lost their chance, or at least the way it looks from Joe Gibbs Racing, they've lost their chance at Kyle Busch. And then the other Bush, Kurt Busch, uh, mm -hmm. he announced before last weekend's race. Now, we talk, we've been talking about Kurt and his concussion issues for a while. Um, that he, he Not only was he going to miss last week's race at uh, Watkins Glen, but also this week's weekend's race at Daytona. So, mm -hmm. He will have missed six races by the time the playoffs start if he's able to come back for the first week of the playoffs. This is this is an increasingly uh, distressing issue. Yes, it is. And here's the other thing. Dale Earnhardt Jr. kind of wrote a little uh, thing of support to Kurt Busch and told him, you know, you need to stay out as long as you need to till you can get this problem solved. And from, from the indication, there's a lot of double vision issues. There's a lot of things about seeing double, um, the headaches that are going around. You know, truthfully, uh, you have to go back and you have to look at this. You're getting ready to go into Bristol. Uh, you got Daytona coming up this weekend, so we already know he's not racing in that particular race. But we've got Darlington. Darlington is a very rough racetrack. Bristol is going to be, you're flying by the seat of your pants at Bristol. You're going around the track. 100 120 miles an hour and you're 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 in a bowl that's all you're you're doing you're just going around and around and around and that doesn't help much when it comes to trying to get over these symptoms of having this concussion and uh you know everybody's different i've had a concussion once and uh you know i i kind of recovered there but the thing was i started getting migraines out of it that was one thing that kind of bothered me for a while and then i kind of got out of it but do i think that it's affected my memory at times yes at times it has and then at other times i don't think it has but definitely see the headaches in there so i think the precaution more than anything else dale uh, dale jr is trying to say to kurt bush don't force yourself back too soon. Get this problem solved. You've still got some racing in you. It's a matter of if and when these doctors get this problem solved and get you back out onto the racetrack. Yeah, I'm con what concerns me, I did a piece uh, on, on football concussions a few weeks ago. I talked to um, a researcher at the University of Virginia who also works with a football team at UVA. And, and what I learned from, from working on that was that Generally, uh, most most people with concussions recover within a couple of weeks uh, mm -hmm. with the right kind of uh, medical care and that kind of thing. And certainly, Kurt Busch, as an NASCAR driver, is getting great medical care. So the fact that we're we're five weeks going into six weeks now away from this injury tells you that 
this isn't your standard concussion. This is something no. that, like like you've been saying, Rod, this is likely something that probably has long term long term implications for him, and, and maybe not just worrying so much about this year, but about his career. Yeah, and that's me. That's the way I look at it. And you know, kind of you know, looking into the um, the the crystal ball here to say, um, what's the chance that he doesn't come back? You know, for twenty twenty three, uh, that's going to open the door if Richard Childress can force Tyler Reddick out and just say, "Go on, just just take off and go." They're going to need a driver because we already have got the idea that Ty Gibbs is going to the eighteen car for Joe Gibbs Racing. He's not going to be racing in that forty five car for twenty three eleven. So that's going to open up, uh, you know, a seat for somebody, and none other than Tyler Reddick moves into that seat. If Kurt Busch says, I can't go on anymore, I can't keep on driving. So that kind of, I guess, opens up and then fills the seat pretty quickly is what it does. But this whole thing still comes back to the way of how they're treating them, how these concussions are being uh, looked at and so forth. I don't know if you managed to catch the video clip. Uh, it's been all over the Internet, been all over Facebook. Uh, the vicious hit of uh, the uh, football game, uh, it was a guy calling for a fair catch. That was in this neck of the woods down here. That was the, the Science Hill-Elizabethan game. And the Elizabethan player was just simply laid out in that shot. I think he ended up with a concussion. They thought a possible broken jaw, lost a couple of teeth. Don't know when he's coming back. But, you know, uh, the concussion still... Football, racing, no matter what it is, even basketball. I mean, if you come down on the floor hard enough, you're going to do something like that. They can happen at any time. And, you know, for me, it happened on ski slope. So, I mean, you just got to take it into consideration. Something is going to happen to you. You just don't know when it's going to happen. So let's look at the uh, this weekend. Uh, I love NASCAR with the uh, final regular season race. Uh, and, and luckily for NASCAR, there is lots of drama because we mm -hmm. do have that one playoff spot still to be determined. Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Coke Zero Sugar 400 Daytona. 160 laps, 400 miles around Daytona. And so we, we've already talked about it a little bit, but what are your thoughts heading into the race this weekend? Um, pandemonium. I've said that almost every week, but I think this week, especially with this final regular season race, uh, pandemonium and, uh, you know, I missed talking about this earlier, but we can't really escape talking about Daytona without talking about Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain in this, uh, this last race at Watkins Glen, uh, Kimi, uh, Rackinen, the finish finish driver of formula one, uh, you know, he got knocked out of the race by, by Chastain. And, you know, a lot of the fans are saying calling for Ross Chastain's arrest to pull him off the track and get him off because he's just hitting everybody on the track. You know, and I have to say that that appearance by him, by uh, Rakanen, and then some of the other drivers that showed up uh, racing uh, British, I think there was a British driver in there and a couple of others, but there were like seven total if you include Daniel Suarez. I think it was a great moment for NASCAR, these guys getting on the racetrack and running on the road course. Now, let's see how good they are on the ovals or on the, you know, the half mile or the uh, half mile tracks and also the two and a half mile tracks. But, uh, you know, Chastain's in trouble. Chastain is in this situation of where everybody's going to be out for him. And, you know, he's already in the playoffs. He's in the playoffs because, you know, he's gotten a couple of wins, but he's not. I guess, increasing his stock whatsoever uh, in the garage area, especially with some people, especially with 
the older drivers like the Kevin Harvick's and people like that. They think he's more of a, a threat to ruin a race for somebody more so than uh, being able to go out there and race somebody honestly and honestly clean. So here's the situation coming up for Daytona this weekend. It's going to be a pandemonium type race. There's going to be a lot of movement. I expect for wide racing at times, maybe if, you know, somebody's daring enough, they may even try to see what they can do of five wide. If they want to push it that much, they may try, let's, let's just say four and a half wide racing, you know, maybe put a half of a car in there, but it's going to be pandemonium. Uh, there will probably be a lot of wrecks. Uh, you know, these guys haven't seen Daytona since February, you know, and they're not going to be on a, they're not going to be on a road course at Daytona, like they have been the past couple of seasons to make up for that Watkins Glen race that they had to do because of, um, the pandemic and COVID, but they're back on the high banks and this is going to be the test. So they're going from a two and a half mile track. Then they're going to be dropping down to that mile and a half track at Darlington. That the, It's always a tough track. I mean, it's just brutal on you. And then before long, you're going to be in Bristol. And then it's all setting up. It's We're in the process of elimination. Once we get through this regular season race, then we start with the 16. And by the time we get to Bristol, we're going to be whittling down four of those drivers to just 12. And so everybody is trying to get their place, establish a place, and establish some kind of uh, place in the field where they can stay in competition. And I wouldn't be surprised somebody uh, is going to be on the outside looking in after this race on uh, this race coming up this weekend at Daytona and very well could be Martin Truex Jr. I'm just, I'm making a call right now. I think Martin Truex Jr. has wasted some opportunities or he might say it's his team, but uh, I think he could be knocked out. Uh, there's possibility Ryan Blaney could get knocked out. I, you know, it's just, it's just that way. It's unpredictable. It's one spot fought for by four drivers and mathematically they have a chance, but they've got to win. And if you've got a Ross Chastain out there, there's not a high, a high chance that they're going to uh, win unless they really come back in a great way and, you know, do a, a, a great performance in that race to finally pull something off. So, you know, I'm just as confused about it, I think, as you are and everybody else. It's just we got to wait and see. That's what we're going to have to do. I think the final stage is particularly, I mean, the whole day of racing, but the whole night of racing, I should say, but the final stage in the last, uh, you know, 20, 15, 10, five laps, boy, there's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be chaos. Uh, and, and, in a, in a fun oh, way. Oh, it will be. Thing. And I, yeah. And the cautions are going to the get ready because the cautions are going to fly. I mean, there's going to be cautions. There's going to be restart. I wouldn't be surprised we see at least one, maybe two red flag situations because of a wreck out on the track that could be so bad. They're going to have to stop the field and then they're going to have to get everybody reset again. But, you know, we're talking, it could be carnage and that's very well what it could be. And that's way it's going to go all the way down to the very end, according to how these drivers place and where they finish, of course, by the time they get into the playoffs. But yeah, we could see a lot of cautions. We could see a lot of taking chances. We've seen them already in the road course races. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them. Like I said, this coming race at Daytona, this is going to be the one that really determines what's going to happen. That is Saturday night at 7 o'clock Eastern, and uh, we'll have coverage here on Augusta Free Press. And, of course, Rod and I will talk about it next week. In the meantime, Rod, thanks for your time, Look and, and look forward to talking to you again soon.
All right. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.